welcome to this telecast. At uh, this particular time, I just want to encourage someone by the special grace of God because I believe in what God is doing. I also believe in the integrity of God's word that God had never failed any man and he will never fail anyone. Hallelujah. Um, I just want us to pray quickly before we get into God's word. Our Father, we thank you. We give you praise. Thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you, God Almighty, for what you're about to do. As I'm about to encourage someone, I pray for great grace upon their lives. So God, I ask for strength. I ask for the manifestation of your glory. Thank you, God, for divine restoration. Thank you for divine intervention. Thank you for healing. Thank you for the breakthrough. Thank you, God Almighty, for provisions. And let your name be glorified. Hallelujah. Today I'll be speaking to different people, whether you're a leader, you're a pastor, maybe you're just a church member, or maybe you are not saved at all. Whatever I'm going to be saying today will profit you by the special grace of God. I'm going to be reading from uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 2 from verse 14. From verse 14. Now, thanks be unto God, which always caused us to triumph in Christ. He caused us always to triumph in Christ and maketh manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. Hallelujah. For we are unto God a sweet savor of Christ in them that are saved and in them that are perished. And it says in verse 16, to the one we are the savor of death unto death and to the other the savor of life unto life and who is sufficient for these things. For we are not as many which corrupt the word of God, but as of sincerity, but as of God in the sight of God speak we in Christ. Praise God. When we looked at the text that we've just read, we discovered that Paul was admonishing the church in Corinth. The church in Corinth was a very unique church because they had to go through a whole lot of issues. They had to face so many challenges, you know. We discovered that the church of Corinth has to go through so many trials. There were so many things, so many issues, and so many conflicts that were going on in that church. But yet, we see that in the, in, the, in the episodes of Paul, he wrote more about the church of Corinth more than any other churches in the Bible. Because why? He spent much of his time warning them, correcting them, disciplining them, trying to help them from where they are to where they ought to be. And we also discovered that at the end of this particular chapter that we've just read, after he had rebuked them from verse 1 in this same chapter number 2, he rebuked them for all that they were doing, but he did it in a very smart way, in a very wise way, not with a negative thought or with a negative agenda, but he himself said, I, I am doing it not with any heaviness of heart, but because I love you. And he was saying to them that these people, he had to correct them because these people are his own testimony. These people are going to be his own treasure. These people are going to be his own blessing in as much as they were a blessing to him. Hallelujah. But then we discover that in the midst of all the constraints and all the ministerial challenges within the church of Corinth, at the end, after the rebuke, after the admonishment, after the correction, after the exaltation, Paul ends up by saying in verse 14 that I've just read, what does it say? He says, now thanks be unto God, which always causes us or causes us to triumph in Christ and maketh manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. So in other words, after all they've gone through, at the end, Paul mentioned one thing. Thanks be unto God who causeth them to do what? To triumph, to be victorious. So inasmuch as the church of Corinth was full of immorality, was full of uh, confusion, was full of um, um, constraints, a lot of challenges, but yet at the end, they were able to triumph. Paul was able to encourage them. For them to understand that they are the church triumphant. Praise God. What am I trying to say is this, that 
as a child of God, as a believer, there are times when you're going to go through a lot of challenges. There are constraints. There are problems. There are afflictions. There are times when you go to go through difficulties in life and even in ministry. But at the end, God's intention for us is that we should triumph. God's desire for us is that we should triumph. You know, it's sad sometimes when many people preach about prosperity. Others take it negatively. Others um, misunderstood the concept of prosperity. Prosperity has to do with progress. Prosperity has to do with development. Prosperity has to do with advancement. And everything that God created since the beginning up till today, His word that He said from the beginning continuously prospers. Amen. By that I mean is that Everything that God had done from the beginning is still and will forever permanently progress. Amen. In other words, God is a God of progress. God is a God of development. Hallelujah. God is a God of, of, of standard. Put it that way. He's a God of standard. And the reason why you serve him is because of his status. You don't just serve him just because he's just God. There are many other gods. But because of the quality of him being God. Hallelujah. Because of his status as God. Hallelujah. So my point that I'm making is this. When you read the, 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 the word from, from, from Paul, he admonished them that they, they, they should triumph. And because God has caused them, he has caused them or he caused them to triumph. A triumphant life is supposed to be a daily lifestyle for the believer. In other words, God's desire is that we should always triumph. So to be... So be triumphant supposed to be a daily lifestyle, praise God. It means to make progress. It means to advance. It means to improve. It means to increase. Hallelujah. It means to win. It means to overcome. Hallelujah. Because that was God's intention from the beginning that we should overcome. We should triumph. We should win. Praise God. And Paul clearly said that. He said that God's plan for us that we should triumph. He clearly says that Jesus Christ is the one that caused it them to triumph praise God if you look at what he says about triumph he's saying that they should maintain a standard they should maintain a standard of victory every day every day he's not saying that they will not go through failure they will not go through problems they will not go through afflictions they will not go through difficulties or sicknesses but he's saying that when those things come we should triumph over them we should win over them because Jesus did not just die for our salvation he also died for our victory he died because he, he, he went to the cross and died because he knew that every single day we're going to face challenges, we're going to face difficulties, we're going to face trials, but God wants us to triumph in the midst of those trials, in the midst of those challenges. He wants us to win because every day is a day of battle and every day must be a day of winning for us. Hallelujah. Not just that we should, we should triumph, we should live a life of victory. We should live a life of victory. Hallelujah. The reason why we have to live a life of victory is because God made provisions for all of our needs. There's no need in this life that God has not made provisions for. He made abundant provisions and the provisions of God in and for our life is even much more than our needs. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. So you and I must win. We must advance. We must develop. We must make progress. Amen. And I want to assure you today, it doesn't matter what you may be going through. Maybe you're going through some difficult moments in life and you want to give up. No, 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 no. Don't give up. God wants you to triumph. God wants you to triumph because the Bible says it is Christ, according to this verse, it says Christ that always, he always causes us to triumph. 
God always, God always, God always. I repeat that God always, not sometime, always. So in other words, his desire, his vision, his will, and his plan and focus for us is that we should triumph on a daily basis through Christ. This victory, this triumphant life is not by ourselves or through ourselves, but the Bible says it's going to be done through Jesus Christ himself praise god through jesus christ and when we looked at this text also god is it clearly says that god wants us to win in other words god wants us to win hallelujah so in other words winning is supposed to be our lifestyle winning is supposed to be our lifestyle amen winning is god's will for our life winning is god's will for our life but how can we win without a fight how can we win without a battle? That is why Romans chapter 8 says, it says, Paul in fact said, it says, for I am persuaded. It says that neither death, nor life, nor, uh, nor, nor things present, nor things to come. In fact, he also said that in all of these things, in trials, in sword, he started off by saying, what shall separate us from the love of God? Shall tribulation, or distress, or famine, or sword, or nakedness, or peril? It says, but in all these things at the end, it says, in all of these things, it says, we are more than conqueror in other words you are only going to become a conqueror through these things you're going to become a conqueror in all of these things so god actually is saying that in the midst of every battle that battle is an opportunity for you to become a triumphant man a triumphant woman a triumphant brother a triumphant sister in other words every battle is an opportunity for your promotion every constraint every trial every challenge every difficulty is an opportunity for your exaltation it is coming because why god has something intended for you he has some good plans for you for you to excel for him to catapult you to the level or the height that you ought to be for you to have a glorious experience as a winner you remember you were a born winner you were born again as a winner hallelujah you see and the bible says here that um that god cause is uh, jesus christ is gone jesus christ is going to cause us to triumph always now let me say this to you many christians don't triumph why because of disobedience and i want to make this clear there are so many commandments in the bible from genesis to revelation there are so many commandments there are so many rules and regulations. there are so many laws but listen to this beloved this is very important when you put all of those instructions those commandments and everything together is based on one principle one principle and that is obedience so i will summarize all the commandments of god to one thing obedience when the bible says that shall not steal what god wants you to do obey that don't steal it says that shall not lie what he wants you to do obey don't lie that shall not kill what he wants you to do obey don't kill that shall not commit adultery what does he want you to do obey and don't commit adultery so what god is saying is that all these principles will not have been necessary if you live an obedient life but they are necessary because he wants you to live an obedient life amen so the principles of god are not meant for god to control you it's meant for your good because when you obey god i repeat again the principles of god or the commandments or instructions of god are not meant for god to just control you no there are quadrillions of angels that he should control if he wants to control he controls animals angels kingdoms and universe and everything so you are too tiny you are too little to be pompous to think that god wants to control you without you he's still god hallelujah it is for our own good because it is when we obey the word of god that the word of god works for us because when you looked at what he says at the end if you go back to the same verse 
He wants us to triumph over devils, over sicknesses, over problems, and over challenges and over difficulties. But then it says in verse at the end of verse uh, 14, it says, And make it manifest the savor of his knowledge, God's knowledge, his knowledge, not your knowledge now. God's knowledge, he demonstrated, put it this way, God demonstrated his own knowledge by us in every place, by us in every place. It says, For we are unto God a sweet savor of christ in them that are saved and in them that are perished now in other words what is this saying here according to god's word it is clearly saying that through you your lifestyle the standard of your life the way you live the things you do at the end of which when you obey god and you uh, uh, triumph over those challenges you triumph over that sickness you triumph over that sin you triumph over that temptation you triumph over the problem you triumph over that attack you triumph over the kingdom of darkness at the end god is going to lift you up god is going to exalt you to his own glory that he will look at you as a testimony and others will also look at you as a testimony in other words god will point his finger at you and direct others to say go and learn from brother john go and learn for sister john go and learn from this brother go and see what they want to for instance look at job the bible says god boasted about job to satan to his dishonor can you imagine to the dishonor of the devil can you imagine god used a human being a human being called job to humiliate an angel that was once the best for god the Bible says, have you considered my servant's job? Job went through trials, he went through constraints, he went through challenges, he went through difficulties. But yet, in the midst of that, he triumphed over the temptations. He triumphed over his friends. He triumphed over his wife. He triumphed over the sickness. He triumphed over the death of his children. He triumphed over the loss of his wealth and his cattle. He triumphed over the loss of his health. And at the end, the Bible says, God boasted of Job. He says, though he slay me, yet i will serve him it was a slap to the face of the devil because god eventually says look at a human being that i have created in my image he could honor me and he could excel and he could win and triumph and he was saying to the devil you are a shame you are a disgrace you are an insult because you rebelled and disobeyed and you fall and you fail you faltered and you fail but look at this man job he was able to triumph he was able to win could it be that today god is saying i know you can win sister i know you can win brother maybe you are discouraged in ministry you're discouraged about your marriage you're discouraged about the children you're discouraged about your health you're going through some difficult moment that seems to be to be so hard that it's like you're at your breaking point or maybe you are assuming that it's all going to be over it's never going to be over until you win because my point to you is that god wants to catapult you he wants to lift you up you know he wants his grace to permeate every area and aspect of your life so that when you are up there people looked at you and say wow to god be the glory people will look at you and glorify god people will look at you up at the pinnacle and say give god the praise give god the honor people will look at you and say wow this is done only by the hand of god people will look at you and say wow this is the beauty of god people will look at you and say god provided they will look at you and say god healed they will look at you and say, God can deliver. They will look at you and say, yes, you are a testimony. So in other words, God wants you to become an unending, unending legacy for him. You are going to become the banner that God will raise up there and glorify himself. Hallelujah. You're going to be the banner of testimony. God is going to enlarge your life. God is going to enlarge your cause. God is going to see you through in every area and aspect of your life. I repeat myself. It's going to enlarge your tent. It's going to expand your territory. He's going to use you in every area of your life to become 
a testimony to his own glory. Why do you want to give up on yourself? Why do you want to give up on God? Why do you want to give up? Because of the constraints that you're going through. In fact, the Bible says for our light affliction, which is just for a moment. The Bible refers to it as a light affliction. Whatever you're going through in the sight of God, I know to you or your own experience may be difficult, but in the sight of God, is light affliction. It's for a moment. Soon and pretty soon, it will be over. I just want to encourage you, beloved, don't give up. Don't feel discouraged. Don't feel bad. Just be assured that you are a triumphant man in ministry, in your family, in your career, in your life, in your business, in your church. You are triumphant. And God wants you to live a triumphant life. God wants you to win so that at the end, you become a testimony. How I pray that God will grant unto you the grace that you need, the strength that you need, the wisdom that you need. I decree upon your life that you shall win in the name of Jesus. The glory, the grace, the strength of a winner even as jesus christ won over the cross he won over calvary he won over the disgrace over the nakedness he won over the blood that was shed he won over the pain he won over the the, the, the voices that we are yelling after and against him he won over the battle he won all alone you will win in the name of jesus you will not turn your back at the end of your victory you will not give up your victory in the hands of the enemy. You will not allow the enemy to interpret the end of your life. You will win in the name of Jesus. Your family will win. Your husband is coming back home. Your children are coming back home. God will repair your marriage. God will restore your business again. God is going to revive your life. He's going to restore your ministry. Or whatever you have lost is going to revive and restore again. I decree and I declare the glory, God's grace, and God's virtue upon your life. You will never be the same in the name of Jesus. I decree that every day, every month, every week, every second, every hour of your life, you shall triumph in Jesus' name. Your problems, your challenges, your difficulty has come to make you a triumphant man, a triumphant woman by the special grace of God. It shall be well with you. God bless you. I'll see you at another time. To God be the glory. Amen.